What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into the finale of what we got for you guys today. We started with the Sixers and the Phillies and now ending with the Philadelphia Union. This is the Union match preview as tomorrow night your Philadelphia Union are traveling up. They're actually right there, right now in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, facing off at Toronto FC at BMO Field, a 7.30 kickoff. Not sure what the weather is going to be, but I would, I'm would. i assuming it's going to be some uh, a solid weather, maybe a little brisk wind up in Toronto um, as it's it's going to be what we're calling beat Toronto day. We got the Sixers in game one of the NBA around one playoffs and we got the union in a little bit. Uh, what was it like regular season game seven games game eight uh, of the MLS season and it should be an, a fun outing uh, for everyone here. Welcome everybody. We got YouTube. We got Twitter. We got Twitch. We got TikTok in the in the uh, live here. What's happening, everybody? Of course, drop if you got any soccer fans. Drop your comments, your predictions. Of course, we're looking at tomorrow's game for the Union, but not the Sixers, as we got to change that. So sorry, guys. Or this isn't the Sixers preview. This is the Union game match preview against Toronto. So make sure you drop your uh, comments. We got TikTok in here as well, guys. Drop your comments for all my soccer fans, all my Union fans. Drop your comments in there as well. Um, and we'll we'll uh, we'll get uh, we'll get looking at this matchup here for the Philadelphia Union. Look, there's no secret. This team, this Union team, is really damn good at what they do. They're the number one team in the whole entire MLS MLS power rankings. You look at them all. You got the Philadelphia at the top of a lot of these power rankings. Everyone is giving all the love to the Philadelphia Union and coming off yet again another victory. This team is undefeated in the season th thus far in 2022 and they really have been picking up where they have left off last year and the game against columbus it was a game where it was dominated by the philadelphia union defensively they shut down the the columbus attack even if it was miguel barry or yeah Yaz Zardas at the striker position it didn't even matter Lucas Alrayan shut down Derek etienne that whole left side of the attack that we were worried about shut down and the union got a big dub. However, there have been a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of comments surrounding the union and their attack. They haven't they have won a lot this season, undefeated, but they have yet to score a lot of goals. And this attack has yet to fire on all cylinders, and it has raised questions about how good is this union team. There is here's the thing: the union, we know how they like to play. They attack spaces. They love to play without the ball. They like to force you into tough situations, whether it is far back near their near the back line and then go on a quick counterattack all the way down the field, or they'll pressure you at your own goal, at your own net, and create some chances in that final third. And so there isn't a team in the MLS really that can neutralize that or get past that. And that is why they are so dangerous. Columbus tried. Columbus... Columbus stuck to their to what they know. They like to possess. Um, they like to move the attack through Lucas Alarayan. And that obviously was not working for Columbus on Saturday night. Now we move on. We face we move on to this week's matchup. Going up against Toronto FC. This is a team that has always given us issues. I even remember my first match as El Parcero Philly. And I always talk about this. I was so excited for the 2019 season. We just got Marco Fabian. It's my first season as El Parcero Philly. I'm rocking the sombrero everywhere in Chester. Walk. It's a cold night, a cold afternoon too, home opener. So excited. Toronto comes in and just take control of the match right away. 
and they wind up winning like three to one. And I was so pissed off. I was probably yelling a couple FUs to Michael Bradley. <laughs> and uh, that was that was definitely a, a rough one. And things have kind of changed since then. Uh, Toronto got old. That's number one. Joe Vinko left. Josie Altidore couldn't stay healthy to save his life. Michael Bradley's still there. He probably needs to leave. We'll talk about that in a second as well. Jonathan Osadio was still a young player, and he's turned into a really fine uh, shuttle midfielder, attacking midfielder in this league as well. And this in our incarnation of Toronto FC, look, we know they went out this past offseason and looked for big names and decided that was going to be their course of action. They went out, replaced um, Chris Armis. <laughs> Chris Armis. They replaced Chris Armis with Bob Bradley, legendary MLS coach. You can call him the Andy Reid of the MLS with the coaching coaching tree that expands even to Philadelphia as Jim Curtin is a part of that coaching tree. And this is the second time that Jim will be going up against Bob Bradley as a coach the first time in 2000. Actually, this will be the third time. First time, 2019 LAFC. Uh, versus Philly in Chester. Then in 2020, the last game before the pandemic, Union versus LAFC, the wild 3-3 draw out in Bank of America Stadium. And then, of course, on Saturday, this will be the third matchup between both of these two. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. It'll be like watching Jim Harbaugh going up against uh, Andy Reid in a great coaching duel and Bob Bradley has talked before. I remember the first game in LA. I'm sorry, in Chester. Bob Bradley essentially called us the New York Red Bulls. And Union fans were up in alls, but we do have similar systems. I mean, Ernst Tanner comes from the Red Bull system. He brought over that German high press and that uh, that just a just suffocating defensive style. And so yeah, Bob was kind of right. <laughs> Bob was kind of right. But my I go back to my point. Bring in Bob Bradley. You bring in um, Lorenzo Insigne. You bring in Sal- uh, Salcedo, and they. The thought is, let's bring in some names. Let's make. Let's retool this team. And look, we talked about it before. We've talked about it countless of times. The MLS has changed. This is no longer a retirement league. This is a league where we want players to prosper, develop, and to make this league uh, an, an elite developing league. Um, we have a lot of good young talent, especially in Philadelphia. And if you've taken a page from some of the best teams, your Nashville's of the world, your Philadelphia's, your Atlanta's, those the, the Seattle's, those teams don't go out there and go try to find big names. Those teams try to find players who you can find at a bargain, fit your system, continuing develop, and possibly sell on later down the line. And Toronto's still like in 2012 with all these all these moves. And what you're seeing on the pitch is exactly what kind of happens. You got a lot of new play, new pieces, new players, new coach. They're not really fit, uh, fitting in. They're a little bit out of sync. Luckily, they're literally 500 straight through. They're 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. And so they, they're not in a bad spot. But it does kind of feel like they are just trying to stay status quo until Lorenzo Insigne comes in and then things just kind of kick off. It'll be hot weather at that by that point, and that's kind of what it seems like what the plan is for Toronto FC. Over the this past season, they have they've been struggling to score some goals. They they have a good mixture of of veteran players with some youngsters. That is definitely prevalent. You definitely do see that with Toronto FC. But 
I, I just don't think that what they have going up against the Philadelphia Union, they don't, I just don't feel they have anything that can threaten us. I really don't. And that's just no disrespect on Toronto FC. I just don't think that they have anything that can really threaten us. Like, I even look at the attack. Um, you know, Jesus Jimenez, a new piece that they've added on last week against RSL in a 2 2 draw. They ran a 3 4 2 1, which probably can turn into a 3 4 3, which is probably really what they ran with. Um, and <clears throat> they ran with uh, Petrasso, Jimenez, and Pozuelo as your, their attackers. And Petrasso and Pozuelo were their two central attacking midfielders with Jimenez as that number nine. And then you have Sheffield uh, and Thompson out on the wings, creating some width, and then uh, creating some width. And then, of course, your back line, you have O'Neill, Salcedo, and McNaughton uh, with Bono as their goal, goal ten or goalkeeper for the match against RSL. And obviously, uh, if you did not watch that match, Salcedo, Carlos Salcedo, got himself a red card against RSL, and that actually well, obviously took him out of the game, but obviously will also suspend him for this upcoming match. So that'll be a huge loss. This is already a back line without Mavinga, who's another solid uh, center back. And they're thin as it is, struggling as it is, have to go up against Mikhail Ua, Julian Carranza, Daniel Gazdak, who are clicking all cylinders and are just waiting for a moment to just pounce and just put up a three spot on someone. So this is really not looking good for Toronto FC. And they if they make the mistakes that they have made this season, we will make them pay. We will straight up make uh, Toronto FC pay for that as well. Another issue what I see with Toronto <clears throat> is Michael Bradley. Look, Michael Bradley at one point was one of the best midfielders in, in America. In the American system, he was one of the best. And he has declined as time has gone on. And that is normal for guys like Michael Bradley. But now... He's got to the point, at least this season, where he's a legit liability. Like, I can't believe I'm saying that. Michael Bradley, a liability. I don't know if this is the final road for Michael Bradley as a member of Toronto. But he's an issue right now with him. He's too slow. He can't. He doesn't move up in the attack like he once did. And he's too fast for some of these forward players to get back. He, he, he struggles as a center back as well. And this is a team that could use a center back. That whole, that whole theory of Bastion Schweinsteiger with Chicago a couple years ago, that's not really feasible with Michael Bradley in that type of role. And he, he's been an issue as well. He was always the, the anchor of that, kind of like what El Brujo is right now with the Philadelphia Union, and he kind of is no longer that, and that's been an issue for uh, Toronto right now. Although Jonathan Osadio has been a great guy who links up play between the back line and the forward line, and he can get in, in the attack as well in that final third. He's really developed into a great player. Big part of the reason why Canada was in first place of CONCACAF qualifications. And he's going to be he's going to be one of the dangerous pieces of the uh, Toronto attack come Saturday night. But th there's just too many, in my opinion, too many unknowns, too many holes for Toronto going into this match. Um, as far as the Philadelphia Union goes. The starting lineup, I pretty much will stay the same. Um, I do think that. You will have it's too early to kind of get some give some guys some rest, barring any injuries, of course. And from what it sounds like, everyone is pretty much healthy. Now, a lot of people in Union Nation want to see Sergio Santos go starting up top. 
uh, due to his history against Toronto, six goals against Toronto in regular season play. He is literally a Toronto killer. You, he is the uh, mayor of Toronto, the city. He, there's no one in Philly sports who has dominated Toronto sports the way Sergio Santos has dominated Toronto. I, anything else I can add to that? So with all, that all being said, I don't think he's starting. I, I get it, and, and I hear it. That doesn't mean he can't do damage, but I think you got to continue rolling out Mikhail Uwa with Julian Carranza up top because I think you need to continue. Get, the, those two need to continue building chemistry. Those two have already shown how lethal they can be. Mikhail Uwa has had a lot of opportunities, has shown you his pace, shown you his cre- uh, creative ability as well. And we know what I really want to see is, is Gazdag linking up play with Uwa and Carranza throughout the match. And this is going to be a match where you can do it because you're going to have some, you're going to have a back line. And I, if I'm Toronto, I'm rolling out a five back line. I, I just flat out am because look, the last thing you need is this union high press to just constantly be in your back third. And you got three dudes who just don't know what the fuck they're doing. I would bring in those five, those two extra defenders and try to move out of the back because it's going to be tough for Toronto to move the ball out of the back. If we remember the last match against Toronto in Toronto, that late uh, October match where Toronto had nothing to play for and were able to steal two points away from us. And we start off quick, an early goal. Toronto then scores two. We wound up tying it late, but you saw in the beginning what worked. We really pressured them. We got that early goal. We we took the foot off the gas pedal a little bit. Now, that was last year. This is this year. This team seems to keep the foot on the gas pedal enough, to say the least. I do want to, I will say I do want to see the union continuing being aggressive in the second half. I, I have seen the union kind of take the foot off the gas pedal just a little bit in these second halves. And that's why you have one nothing, two nothing, uh, two one score lines that you've seen early in this part of the season. I want to see the Union just absolutely stop on a team because I think that they are that good. When you look at from from the goalkeeping to the back line to the midfield, they are elite at a lot of different positions, and they should be absolutely destroying teams when I watch them play every single game. So I do see the same uh, starting lineup and Brujo Martinez. It's going to have his his, uh, his way with Alejandro Pozuelos, who really has regressed since his uh, first breakout season in the MLS. He's been battling injuries, um, but I, I see him just absolutely just continuing his tear. You know, you hear Jim Curtin talking about it, but he really is playing like the best number six in the MLS thus far. The way he's able to take out some of the best attacking midfielders in this league, it is truly remarkable what he does. And oh, by the way, not only does he shut down number 10s, he also is able to track back and get balls and create an attack from that uh, from that deep. Now, don't I, I hope he does. I hope he stops and we haven't seen it this year. But those long 30 yard shots where he used to try to curl it like, no, we do not need that. We don't need to see Corey Parkey out there. at Brule. <laughs> But, it, but uh, it, sh- it should be a lot of fun. Nathan Harrell has been getting a lot of love lately. Uh, he's got the he's got the he's got a couple mic'd up um, uh, clips with the union sh- social media team that was actually pretty funny. They had uh, Alejandro Bedoya and Nathan Harrell doing a uh, Gen Z slang challenge for Ali, where Nathan Harrell is testing Ali's um, Gen Z slang knowledge, and it was absolutely hilarious. And I think the moral of it was you see the chemistry that both of those two have. 
no disrespect to uh, Olivier Baizo. I really hope nothing but the best for him. But when you watch Olivier Baizo, you just kind of see a guy who's a, he's like he's like a cold fella. Like I feel like he, he it's really hard for him to crack a smile. He's about his business, and that's no problem. But when you're trying to build chemistry, it doesn't hurt to laugh once in a while, to have a little bit of a sense of humor, Olivier. And Nathan Harrell is just a ball of energy. He just wants to go out there, have fun, play soccer, and he's he's enjoying playing with this team. A team where we give opportunities to young players. He's playing alongside a veteran American like Alejandro Bedoya. And so those two have been able to build the chemistry. Already two, or I'm sorry, three MLS teams of the week. And he's becoming, getting under the radar of a lot of teams over in Europe. He's one of the up and coming young uh, American players. And he's really deserving everything he's coming to him. And it's great to finally have a fullback who can not only add some whip with and on, on the attack, but also track back and defend a little bit as well. And that's been great to see. It's been a big help for this back line that's been really, really dangerous. I mean, Glazes and Elliot have been on absolute terror. We haven't talked a lot about it. And even Andre Blake. Andre Blake has been absolutely disgusting. Four straight shutout games since that 1-1 draw against Minnesota. And Blake, Glesnes, Elliot, throw Martinez in there as well. That diamond in the back there, you say have been been a, a force, a wall, a wall you just can't get through. It, it, just shutting down the likes of Lucas Zellerayan, Emmanuel Reynoso, Tati Castellanos, Maxi Morales. It's it. The list goes on, and they have just been continuing the domination, and it's been absolutely great. So when I look at what are the keys and how the Union walk away with three more points this upcoming Saturday, it's really quite simple. If the Union continued playing the Union, union soccer, meaning they suffocate these guys, whether it be in their in their zone or in our zone, getting that counterattack going. And I want to see some good runs from Garanza and Ua. We have definitely seen, but when you when Toronto's main weakness is the back line, I want to see the Union attack it. The way they attacked it against San Jose. Garanza and Sergio were running all over. The, 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 the back line of San Jose could not keep up. And they were able to attack that way. And and when in doubt, you have Guy Wagner, Elliot, Glesnes, who can drop pinpoint passes from deep. And you got forwards who can run like wide receivers. You got a back line in, in Toronto who are just prone to make mistakes, don't can't clear balls, are terrible at aerial, uh, aerial plays. This could be a great game for uh, Caranza and Ua to get some headers in there. Ali's pretty good at that too. And these guys just don't know how to keep up with that. Again, if the union play union soccer, impose their will, play the physical play, keeping the space eaters. We keep talking about how they these guys don't want to attack the ball. They want to attack space. They want to be ahead of the game. And Toronto just can't keep up with that. I honestly I honestly could see this game getting quite ugly come Saturday night in Toronto. I got the Union winning this upcoming Saturday. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three one Union victory. We're gonna get a goal from Gazak. I'm gonna say Uag finally gets on the sheet as well. And then you know I'll go Alley. I'll go Alley for the third. Three goals here today. You know what? No, no, no. I'm gonna go Sergio. Sergio continues his his run against Toronto. He's gonna can destroy them yet again. And so sorry to Toronto fans. Not really, because you know why? You guys might beat us. No, I'm kidding. <coughs> Excuse me. Beat Toronto. 
I cannot wait for B Toronto. We are one day away from B Toronto Day, and I apologize. I'm wearing my Sixers, and I'm not wearing my Union. But I've just been a, it's been a crazy day. But it, you guys get the picture. Beat Toronto Day. Oh, I love beating Toronto. I hate Toronto sports, and I want to get another victory again on, uh, tomorrow night. So, guys, I got the Union winning. You guys let me know what you guys think in the comment section. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning on into this Union match preview. Should be a fun one. We'll have the game recap on Sunday, Easter morning. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that to check out my thoughts on Saturday night's game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Union match, re match preview. Make sure you guys hit the like button. Subscribe for some more Philly sports talk. And, of course, make sure you guys subscribe to Oint Philly Sports for all of your Philly sports needs. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by name Ed Parcero Philly. I'm telling you guys, Dupont. I'll talk to you guys some more. <laughs>